This week on The Reverse Stick, the indoor season ramps up with the Jaffa Sixers finals, the Pro League rolls around the globe, and Steve Miller gets another play. Ooh, ooh, ooh. To the reverse stick, the global hockey podcast. Welcome once again, or maybe welcome for the first time. My name is Matt Allen, and my co-host John Lee in the right opposite me. We're raring to go, hey mate? Very much so. Greetings. Greetings. This is. I'm good, mate. Well, I'm not good. I've got a bit of a sore shoulder, but oh, I'll, I'll have a moan about that in a bit. Matty got uh, a little sore shoulder. Show number. 80. Uh, you know what's significant about the number 80, John? Uh, it was the year I started high school. Uh, no, well, that might, may well be true, but uh, no, not that one. No, no idea. What? Well, that's, I think uh, we're about to start the campaign, aren't we? 80-minute games of hockey. Four 20-minute quarters. Uh, bring back the 80. I think well, you're, you're onto something there. That was actually a, an idea that we floated a, f- a few podcasts back, wasn't it? Instead of... That extend the game five minutes a quarter times and uh, more hockey ten minutes at the at the half break. Yeah, let's make longer games. Yeah, a bit of halftime entertainment. You could have some cheerleaders or a little band. Well, come it's out a two-hour program on primetime TV. Brilliant. People can get involved. Only, only two hours. You know, it's a, a movie length. It's not an, an NFL game. Lots of opportunities for uh, advertising in between. Plenty of uh, upside to that idea, and we get more hockey. More hockey and that, more that, hockey. By definition, we grow the game. Let's hope so. What have we got going on tonight? Lots going on tonight, mate. Indoor, FIH outdoor. live. There's pro league. There's uh, hockey happening everywhere. Jeffers. It's not going to be a long show. We promised. <laughs> we promised you that. And uh, in a little while, we will tell you all about our new uh, opportunity to help support the show and some of our endeavours in uh, the hockey audio world with. Uh, uh, Patreon account so uh, we'll, we'll get to that a bit later on in the show but any support that uh, can be provided to help keep this going and uh, keep the wolf in the door well actually not the wolf in the door just my wife just <laughs> letting her to keep coming along and not spending money on this yeah my wife did Mrs. did suggest that uh, I put a, <laughs> a mattress in the shed here in our little studio it's very cool. like broadcasting Corporation. It smells enough already, though, mate. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it's not, that, do not real rich in the nose, is it? Okay, we better get into it, eh? shall we? News. And uh, this week, Matt, we'll start off with some outdoor stuff that's been going on. There's been a few test matches played around the place. Uh, China and Canada on the women's side of things were in Panji Hao in China, um, playing a, f- a six-test series. Uh, let's go through these scores. Match 1, 3-2 in favour of China. Match 2 was 5-3 in favour of China. The Canadians got up in match 3 to win 1-2-0 and followed up in match 4 with a 1-0 victory. Uh, match 5, keenly fought a 4-3 game. And match 6, a nil-all draw. The Wolfpack were very happy all over social media. They seemed to uh, be pretty happy with the results that uh, they got there in China. Yeah, I think China would probably claim the series victory 2-3, three, 3-2, three, three, uh, with that final game drawn. I imagine that final game was quite a tense affair. Uh, moving on, though, we get to some test matches between India and Spain. Once again, the women's side of things in Murcia in Spain. 
And uh, there's still one game to go there. That's being played uh, tomorrow as we record, so it'll probably be uh, all done and dusted by the time you hear the podcast. Nonetheless, in Game 1, Spain defeated India 3-2. Uh, a one-all draw in the second game, and in Game 3, India got the chocolate seal winning two goals to five. Yeah, too much acclaim back home as well. Yeah, so that leaves that final game as, as like a series decided too. That leaves it nicely, yeah. I'm sure one team, you know, even for the athletes themselves, they they know that we've won one, they've won one. It'd be nice to win. Yeah, well, it's important preparation for both sides for hockey series finals coming up. It is indeed. Uh, we've also got the USA and Chile, who've uh, played a couple of tests down in Santiago. One of them at the Prince of Wales Country Club, and the other one at Club Deportivo Manquehue. I hope I got that one right. Mm. Uh, the Chileans put away three goals in both games they won the first game 3-2 the USA managed to score three as well in the second games and drew that particular game so they've been done and dusted once again more preparation um, on the USA side of things that's for the uh, Pro League too that test match for them and the Chilean women for the uh, the upcoming World Series That's finals. That's right, yeah. And then we've... Uh, hockey, had theory, hockey Series finals. Hockey Series finals. We've just got underway a tournament. It's a Three Nations Invitational. Uh, Wales, the USA and Brazil are playing there in Benalla Medina in Spain. So a lot of hockey going on in Spain at the moment. It's funny there how is. European sides want to go and play hockey in Spain at oh, the moment. There's, there's, there's matches going on between countries that aren't Spanish in Spain. I suppose they're all getting ready for uh, the upcoming tournaments and the outdoor sort of things with the World Series stuff and uh, or the, the... Yeah, well, Hockey Series finals. Hockey what the series, Welsh boys, yeah. I saw Lewis Prosser and some others on socials the other day were, were packing their bags and keen to get on the plane and get back uh, uh, on the park with a dragon on their, on their breast. More of that we'll speak of as far as stuff going on in Europe soon when we get to the upcoming stuff. Uh, the Jaffa Sixers, Super Sixers finals were held on Sunday, just gone previous. And I tell you what, there was a huge amount of interest in this competition, wasn't there? Well, first and foremost, it was being streamed live uh, via England Hockey on the, the bbc.co.uk website. So there was a national profile there for it. Uh, for, for viewers across the country they could get their eyes on it and they could get their eyes on it for free what was even better John was that it wasn't geo-blocked so here in Australia I just punched in the address and bang up it popped fantastic it did appear a little bit later on on FIH.live uh, towards the we'll uh, be mentioning the geo-blocking again soon but we I will people indeed. have got the wrong idea but yeah d- d- double delight for, for East Grinstead both the men's and the women's I think the men's it's their 14th title uh, not quite well, so prolific, um, the, the, the women, but... Uh, the men have won um, a phenomenal amount of the games, actually. They've won nine of the last ten. Yeah. Um, and they won in 0-4-5 and 0-5-6 as well, so they've got a fantastic record. The only team that's beaten them was Surbiton, who won last year. Yeah, yeah. So um, they'll be pleased to be once again... Oh, sorry, not last year, the year before... Um, you know, fronting up for next season's Euro indoor season as the English representative. Yeah, so Seven Oaks and... And Hamilton. both men and women. That's a tremendous achievement for a club. Yeah, yeah they'd be delighted, wouldn't they? Yeah. So I'll just go through the results of those two um, finals. 
both men and women. We'll start with the women because they started the day of the early game at 10.30. was uh, Bowden Hightown against Buckingham. It was a draw, that particular game. Two all at full time after uh, Buckingham had been up 2-1 at half time. Better controversy over uh, Tina Cullen's goal in that game and whether it was hit or whether it was pushed. Uh, that's bounced around on social media. Okay. But Buckingham, a very young side, their first time there at the tournament. Well, they um, so, got the chocolates when yeah, they won the look, shootout one nil. Bowden, uh, win, yeah, like you said, winners last year, but a very experienced side there. Mm. And Buckingham, a lot of very young, fresh faces. Um, and they made a real impact. And boy, they, they got to the final. Semi-final two, which was on 11.45 uh, local time, was East Grinstead versus Slough. Um, now, I think um, Slough... Won two years ago this competition Bowden won it the year before They'd already found themselves knocked out And it was uh, Slough on the receiving end of a loss here 2-1 was the final score With the um, 2-0 the half-time score there So East Grenstead moved into the final against Buckingham And well, what do you say about this game? Uh, 10-2 was the final score After being 5-0 up at half-time East Grinstead They were 10-0 ten, ten um, up at one point as well 10-0 they were They um Buckingham pinched a couple of goals there late, one in the 40th minute, one in the 32nd minute. To, to great applause. Um, and yeah. if you want to hear more about it, you can uh, uh, check out the Top of the D podcast. Um, and Ross there was on the ground. There's lots of great interviews and lots of coverage from the uh, the games. Sophie Gray had uh, a hat-trick before half-time. Well done, Sophie. That's <laughs> pretty good in any game of hockey. Um, maybe there's something in that. Maybe we should um, make hockey even shorter because lots of goals were scored in that game. Ooh. No, let's, no, have, let's have more. Okay, on to the men's now. Um, Hampton and West. Westminster. Westminster. Uh, took on East Grinstead in the first semi-final at 1pm. And uh, East Grinstead, high-scoring game recently. 7-5, to five, that was 4-2 at half-time. Uh, for semi-final two, Surbiton took on Seven Oaks. Surbiton took the chocolates there 7-4 after a 3-1 half-time scoreline. And to the final... It was East Grinstead versus Surbiton. Surbiton are the only team that have taken a title off of uh, East Grinstead in over a decade. <laughs> and uh, East Grinstead got the chocolates in the end in a, a shootout. Uh, three all at full time. Um, it was one nil at half time in favour of Surbiton. Um, and East Grinstead came back and never actually led in the game. Only ever managed to claw that goal back and the Okay, uh, they cl- got their final cl- score was cl- in the 38th minute, so with two minutes to go, they managed to slot the goal that drew the game. But class, put cl- it into yeah, a class all over the field, and Ashley Jackson was the man that stepped up to, uh, uh, well, to take the title, and uh, well done, East Grinstead. And the 3-1 in the shootout, as we mentioned there, Ashley Jackson slotting the final penalty to, uh, was it the final? How many penalties? Three. Uh, there is three. Okay, yeah. I was trying to figure it out for that. Um, I did watch it and I wasn't sure whether they, um, because it finished after that, that third shot, I wasn't sure whether they might have been four or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and great coverage there. Well done to the winners. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Nick Irvin and Andy yeah, Halliday in the box. Really super stuff um, there. I didn't get to watch a lot of it. It was on, so when I could float past the computer, it was, um, I'd catch a minute or two here or catch some of the commentary if yeah but um really top class performance from the teams and from uh 
all the people involved in getting that out there that, so that we could watch it. Well, just just before I started to share the links for that on Sunday when I was watching it, we we got something through from Rob Abbott, and of course the All Ireland finals were, were taking place at the same time. Rob did a great job in the uh, uh, one of the finals doing the uh, the commentary on the game. Three Rock Rovers taking the men's title there. Well done. And Railway Union taking out the women's title at the Antrim Forum. Well done to those guys, um, and well done to Rob too. A couple of other indoor bits. We had the Australian Open Championships, New South Wales, the winners on the men's, and uh, WA, Western Australia, on the women's side. Well done, Lauren Austin and the girls there. Uh, in Germany, Club Ander Ulster won their third indoor title on the men's. Um, and we've got the Belgium finals coming up this weekend. Excellent. Also, getting on to uh, some upcoming uh, competitions that are happening. Uh, test matches between Spain and Ireland from the 4th to the 7th of February. That's senior women's. They'll be playing three tests there in Granada. Also, India and Ireland are playing a couple of tests from the 1st to the 3rd of February in Mercia at Santa Maria. Um, test matches between Thailand and Singapore coming up on the 16th in Bangkok. Two tests there. And uh, towards the end of the month, the 26th, France and Wales will be in Antibes for a three-test series. And there's a lot of hockey going on in India as well, Matt. Uh, we've had a lot of junior stuff going on uh, in the early part of this uh, year. Uh, coming up, though, to February, kicking off actually January 31st with the uh, Indian Senior Men's National Championship. That's A Division. Um, that's on the 31st, the Junior Women's National a Division Championship starts on the same day. 1st of February, the Senior Women's B Division gets underway, the Senior Women's A Division, and then on the 17th of February, we've got the Junior Men's Nationals A Division going. And then there's a, a string of tournaments coming up in the uh, the early part of this year, as we've heard, and we'll hear more about this stuff from the Push Pass Pundits, because that'll be out soon of a new episode. Yeah, episode two coming up very soon. Yeah, very well, so there's some, a lot of stuff going on in India at the moment, and I'll be interested to see the results, especially of those senior A and um, men's and women's competitions. We've also got the Euro Hockey's about to kick off, Matt. Euro Indoor Hockey, that is, as far as the club challenges and championships go. So these are sides that have won the titles sort of last Pre- year, yeah, not yeah. the guys that have just won over the past couple of weeks. Although East Grinstead will be there on the men's side of uh-huh. things, and yeah, over it's yeah. for winning last year, not for winning this year. Let's uh, just quickly have a look at those fixtures from the 8th to the 10th of February. The men's challenge two will be held in Varna Kamchia in Bulgaria. Um, just the one pool, uh, Sorok, uh, Sorok Hockey Club from Hungary, um, Triglav Predanoviti from Slovenia, uh, Hockey Club Kilpari in Finland, Bulgarian Academic Plus Sofia, uh, Serbian team Electro Jovadina, and, um, where's Geo? G-E-O, Georgia. Um, Club Ajara from Georgia are playing there. Men's Challenge 1 is in Oslo. Yeah, this could just be a special bonus podcast for the TRS Extra that you get as being a Patreon uh, supporter. It could be, but could it's be. in this episode now. <laughs> um, Men's Challenge 1 in Oslo, 8th to the 10th of February once again. Uh, Pool A, Invalides from Scotland. AD Lazada from Portugal. Sen Kvass in Slovakia and Gringza SK from Norway. Uh, in Pool B, we've got hockey team Bologna from Italy, 
OKS SHVSM Vinitsa from the Ukraine, Cardiff and Met from Wales, and three Rock Rovers are going to be there. Fresh off their recent victory. Also starting on the 8th of February, the men's trophy, Sveti Ivan Zelina in Croatia will be the venue. Pool A, (laughs) you love hearing me try and pronounce it. Pool A, East Grimstead, they're there from England. Uh, they'll be in a bit of form too. So are by Margul f- from Denmark, Amien from France, Gaziantep Polescu from Turkey, uh, PV, SPV, Complutense from Spain, yeah. yep. Gronwald Poznan from Poland, Hockey Club Zelina from Croatia and SK Slavia Prague from Czechoslovakia. And then we've got also the Men's Cup which is happening from the 15th to the 17th of February. Hamburg, Amsterdam, Rottweiss, Wedigen, uh, Patil, Racing Club, Bruel, Dynamo, Ekaterinburg, Amien and Minsk are all taking part. Now, that's for the men. The women's gets underway on the 15th to the 17th of February as well. Uh, women's Challenge 1, we've got Duai Hockey Club, FHC Academic Plus Sofia from Bulgaria, uh, Toplice from Slovenia, Wichert Saints from Wales, Lisbon Casuals, nice name for a team, they're from Portugal. <laughs> That's the first one you comment on. <laughs> Bolu Beledaisi from Turkey and Ards Ladies oh from Ireland. Uh, women's Challenge 2, there's only four teams taking part there. Porvu Hockey Club from Finland. Uh, Basque from Serbia Yukimanoini <laughs> Kadasi They're from Georgia uh, Denmark, Copenhagen, Tucking Plus uh, um, We've got men, Women's Trophy That's There's more the There's two more, I'll get through them Women's Trophy in Vienna 15th to the 17th This is a joint event with the Men's Cup that we mentioned before The Men's uh, Cup Yes, there's lots going on um, SVR Mean Clydesdale Western uh, Grinta Stecky Uni Slavia Prague oh, That's uh, Austria, Scotland, Lithuania And Czechoslovakia respectively uh, Bowden Hightown from England Who won Jaffa's last year um, Lost Hark from Croatia Partil and uh, Lorazoni Bra from Italy And a big Good luck to all those teams We'll be across those results A big shout out to all of those clubs Now if you know anybody that plays from those clubs Just give them a shout out And just say you've been mentioned on the Reverse Stick The Global Hockey Podcast And uh, maybe they'll have a listen And send your vitriolic abuse About my pronunciation to Matt At the Reverse Stick Okay, uh, any other stuff coming up before we move on to the Pro League? Because we've got to get through some t- Pro League. Teams. Pro League, Pro League. Pro League. Let's get through the results from last weekend. First up, uh, I've got the women in my hand. Their opening match of the women's tournament was held at a stadio hockey called Dover. It was Argentina versus Belgium. And uh, it was a 2-0 victory to the Argentinians. Um, 2-0 at three-quarter time, 1-0 lead at half-time. Carlos uh, back in charge, Rebecca back on the field. Yep, uh, scoring was opened by Julieta Yankunis in the 12th minute. She put away a field goal to make the score in 12th minute. Fairly early on the game, it took until 42nd minute before Augustina Habif managed to uh, slot home a second for the Argentinians. I didn't get to catch this game, uh, Matt. I was too busy breaking my alarm clock for going off at that god-awful time in the morning uh, <laughs> to get out, up and watch it. Out of our time zone. Uh, uh, n- not, not, not guaranteed to be able to watch it. Uh, we'll, leave, well, yeah, we'll, leave that to, we'll leave that to FH umpires. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 
from reports, but, but you, can catch, you can catch solid up. Solid performance from the Argentines. Yeah, you can catch up on the highlights. You can catch up on the game on fih.live. Yep. It's, it's there. A certain time period, generally 24 hours, maybe 48 hours after it's been uh, aired by your local broadcaster, if such a deal is in place. Okay, moving on to the second game, and this is a game I did see, get to see quite a bit of. It's New Zealand versus the Netherlands. Uh, got underway at 4:30 at North Harbour in Auckland, New Zealand time. Looked a bit jolly. It looked jolly and dark. It looked very dark. It. Uh, it's January and they had beanies on. A bit of a worry in no, the Southern well, Hemisphere. Mate, Pro League, follow the sun. That's it. Um, but it was a 1-0 victory to the um, the Netherlands there. Uh, didn't score until the 38th minute. They got a goal courtesy of uh, number 29, Marty. Okay, oh, I'm not going to get this wrong. Sorry, Marta. Marta Krekelkla. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's Marty. Is it Marta? Marta. She scored a goal. She got a field goal. It was a pretty good goal. Crickler, I saw it. Crickler. That's Look, we shouldn't make fun of people's names. Just because we've got Alan and Lee, like the two easiest names in the world to spell or pronounce. Okay. Um, it, it was a bit of an underwhelming game, to be honest. I mean, I know the Dutch are coming off winning a World Cup earlier this year, and, and they've probably been a bit quiet on the national scene. But no, no, warming no. up. Alison Allen knows how leagues work. She'll just warm them up. I thought the Kiwis, the Kiwis looked good. Um, they did. When, when Stacey Mickelson got on the run and, and wasn't impeded by two or three players, um, they, you know, they, they looked very sharp going forward. No, they, I, th- I thought they were really good. There were good performances all over the field. Um, I thought they were a bit unlucky to lose it. Yeah, I mean, they did have a goal disallowed, which... Um, I've heard people saying the site, there's a site on camera view to the, the, the referral that if you look at the site on camera view, you ask yourself whether the defender could have actually gotten there to make a, um, a, a, a difference at all, whether that player was actually impeding the defender for the get there, like the idea that the, the defender wouldn't have got there, so she couldn't have been impeding her. Yeah. But I'm of the view that the player moved into the path of a player moving towards yeah, the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. If you and know, if she yeah, had played at the ball, she probably yeah. would have been right. It wasn't but she let her teammate play the ball, yeah. and that's that's what put it. Um, yeah, the Dutch, the Dutch were uh, weren't their complete selves. Obviously, a, a few new faces in the mix there. Um, a lot of balls thrown over the sideline or thrown into space five metres in front of where the, where they should be. So they're not very polished with that, that group. But that's it. There's transition there, so you're going to expect that they'd be happy to come away with the win there, um, as were the men. They would. Now let's get on to uh, the men's side of things because there was a couple of very interesting games. Of course, one that everybody was raving about was uh, the Pro League game, men's game between Spain and Great Britain. It was played at 11 a.m. local Spanish time, which meant apparently 10 a.m. in England. Um, many people were f- curious about the fixture. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll just stick to the game for the time being. And um, well, what would you say about this game, Matt? Spain got out to a four-goal-to-one lead in the first quarter. They put goals away early in the second minute. Great Britain responded straight away with a goal in the third minute. And then Spain, seventh, ninth and eleventh minute. Uh, bang, bang, bang. Thanks very much for coming. It's 4-1 at half time, at quarter time. Well, I was getting text updates through the game because I couldn't get my eyes on it. We'll come to that. And uh, I couldn't believe the, the scoring rate. And then equally, I couldn't believe how it ended up either. It, crazy stuff. Uh, look, I think break, Great Britain gave... Oh, GB. I've got to start saying GB. They got a, um, a, 
a bit of a sniff when they managed to hold Spain to nothing in the second quarter and they've got a goal on themselves courtesy of uh, Zachary Wallace um, and you, you had a feeling that you, you know, look at his middle name there as well no I think you can say Zach I just I'm being proper <laughs> um, they had a sniff at half time no doubt 4-2 it wasn't without the realm outside the realms of, of possibility but I don't think anybody expected what was to unleash four all at quarter time so Spain didn't manage at three quarter time Spain couldn't manage a goal but um, England put them away in the 40th and 41st minute number 14 Mark Cleghorn uh, putting home a penalty corner there and uh, followed up in that 41st minute with another penalty corner to um, Adam Dixon then we get to uh, the final period and Great Britain uh, Spain scored twice sorry Great Britain scored twice 47th and 50th minute and then Spain in the 58th minute two minutes to go they bring the game back to 6-5 and there was that sniff again as we had last week against the Belgians that right. you thought this could be going to a shootout three, co- three, co- three corners three uh, corners yeah. um, a, a corner after the final whistle they they had to play the corner out Time was Sam up. Ward had one save uh, Pinner had a, uh, another one in, I think, in the penultimate one. Yeah. Um, we had your classic knee-high referral. Knee-high? No, there was a classic knee-high referral, especially when, when the player's chest finds itself at knee-height. That makes them quite interesting to try and determine exactly how you, you adjudicate that. I think you've got to go back to about show six for us where we were discussing uh, yeah. ha- how high is a knee. Yeah. Interesting discussion, but they ruled the way they did, and you just move on from it from there. And... I agreed with it actually, but so yeah, I'm sure others didn't. Um, fascinating game. Yes, indeed. Now the other game down in New Zealand uh, was the uh, the Dutchman against the Kiwis. Yep. Uh, once again, not a convincing win for the Dutch, uh, for my mind. I thought the Kiwis a good value in that one as well. Well, three um, 0 up at, at quarter time. The Netherlands scored in the ninth, twelfth, and fourteenth minutes, and those Dutch goals coming courtesy. Um, of number 25, Thierry Brinkman with the field goal. That was followed up by Jonas de Goose, who uh, scored in the six, uh, 12th minute, and uh, number 27, Yip Janssen, he put away a penalty corner. So 3-0 at quarter time. Well, if that, <laughs> that's the first quarter. The second quarter was an abs- obviously there's a scoring end there at the uh, North Harbour Stadium because <laughs> uh, New Zealand came back and went bang, bang, bang. 16th minute, just after quarter time. Number 29 for New Zealand, and that will be Hugo Inglis. He managed to get a field goal, and he followed it up in the 28th minute with another field goal for a brace. That made it 3-2, and then in the 30th minute, right on half-time, number 21, Kane Russell, put away a penalty corner there for the New Zealanders. And, uh, you know, game on at half-time, 3-0. Was this going to be another uh, Spain-Belgium affair? Uh, not quite. One more goal for the second half of the game, which sometimes is the way it goes. And unfortunately for the New Zealanders, scored in the 44th minute by the Netherlands. Number 25, Thierry Brinkman, slotting home uh, the deciding goal there for the beauty as well. field goal. Yeah, look, I've been, there's been a couple of good goals. One of the a great field goal, goal from Great Britain, I think it was uh, the one scored by number 32, which is uh, Zach Wallace, a field goal. He dribbled into the D and took the shot from the top of the D. Great goal. But anyway, that was uh, New Zealand losing to the Netherlands. Uh, So that's what happened in the game. I don't don't, don't think they they, they could be too disheartened. Uh, They're they're pretty good performances from uh, both their men's and women's side. And they're 
they're coming up against one of the top hockey nations in the world. They are, and uh, look, it's going to take a, a few weeks for this competition to settle down a little bit too, um, before we can start making too much of a read of it. Certainly before you can take much value out of reading the table, that's for sure. Well, just about finishing top four, hey? Yeah, that's about it. That is it. That's what you've got to do. Yeah. Finish top four. Okay, moving on to what's coming up this weekend on the 1st of February. There's uh, a men's game at North Harbour. Auckland, New Zealand are taking on Belgium. That's played at 7pm local New Zealand time on the 1st. And there's also a, a women's game. New Zealand taking on, guess who? Belgium. They're, that's going to be at 5pm uh, North Harbour time there in New Zealand. So that's coming up on, uh, that must be Friday. Yep, it? that's right. Then on Saturday, we're doubling up Australia and Argentina. Now this is going to be interesting for us, uh, Matt, as, as watchers. We've got the, uh, Australia versus Netherlands, both men and women at the State Hockey Netball Centre in Melbourne. The women's game kicks off at, um, 16.45, what's that, 4.45. The men's game is the early one. That's kicking off at 3 p.m., so not a big gap there between the two games. Uh, so then we're following up uh, later on in the day, much later on as it turns out, uh, Estadio Hockey Cordoba will be hosting Argentina versus Pakistan on the men's side of things, no, they except won't. they won't be. <laughs> so I'm not sure what they're going to do at um, 6 p.m. at Estadio Hockey Cordoba, but the women will be playing, and they'll be playing the USA, that game getting underway at 8 p.m. local time in Argentina. Just to give you an idea of how horrible a mess it must be to try and fixture the um, Pro League, Matt, because it must have been a huge undertaking, and it would be an absolute mind well, I'm sure there'd be uh, different requirements from different nations and, well, and certainly uh, broadcast. Australia versus Netherlands, which will be at, at 4.45pm Western uh, Eastern time here in Australia, eight hours... Oh, don't worry about that. It's 4.45pm Western uh, Australian Eastern time. That game will be on at 3.45am in Argentina. Uh, the, the, the men's game at, at 3 o'clock will be on at 2am. Mm, that's not so helpful, is it? No, it, 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 it's, a, it's a little bit of a... But that's... You know, no one could do anything about any of that. That's the way it is. I mean, and it, it's going to mean we're going to have to adjust our sleeping well, patterns yeah, tremendously. Yeah, there's ob- obviously there's different stipulations from, for different reasons. Now, I understand the uh, second game in Spain uh, most recently was given that 11am time slot because it was a, some kind of stipulation contracted, I don't know whether it was with the local hockey association or the government or broadcasters or whatever it might be, but they, they had to have local school kids in there and it was about exposure to hockey. So um, maybe it's some sports department-led um, initiative there. Fantastic. Great crowds there. I don't know if there was 4,000 there, but it was some lots of lots of noise and uh, some, some good crowds. Yeah, I think there's been a few complaints about uh, the... The fact that sun played under daylight and there was a few people complaining about lighting and, and the effect on, on seeing the game. And I will agree that I think hockey is much better under lights at night from a broadcast point of view. Yeah, but As a spectator we... going along, I'm quite happy to go along and at, at, in the afternoon and watch it. I don't... That, that side of it, but as yeah. a television broadcast spectacle, I think they have to be under lights, which was one of the stipulations of the the agreement that nations yes, had was. to have. And, and, it, and it's, it's also there with regard to broadcast in general, isn't it? For for hockey, there's lots of standards that are set there from the FIA. Yeah, so I think you know we can 
I would like, and it would make it seem more of an event. One of the things we've said is that it doesn't have that event um, feel about it. And apparently I'm led to believe that Foxport here in Australia have said the same thing to the FIH about... Presentation. The presentation yeah. of the Pro League. Not the hockey itself, but just the presentation of it. And you'd have to... Well, of course, they have to take the feeds from whichever country is the host. That's, that's all, right. That's all part of the deal, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll wait and see what the... Um, what the production values are like coming out of Australia this week before we decide on whether there's any merit yeah, to Foxtel's complaint. Um, yeah. And it's, but scheduling is going to be a nightmare and you're going to have to put up with it. Um, you know, like a night game in Argentina is obviously not good for us to watch. A night game here, in, uh, that day game in Spain fell perfectly. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I would have still waited up later on, you know, another six hours. I could have watched that at midnight. I can do that. I can't do the getting up at 2.30 to... I have to Specifically to watch, to watch the up. game or maybe not watch the game as the, yeah. as the case may be. And, and I think, uh, you know, they're going to have to in the future look at having more games on a single day to try and get, you know, like three or four. So you can watch a couple on the trot. They're not long events. They go for, you know, an hour and a half or something, bang, it's over, and you're left going, oh, is that it? Yeah. And, uh, well, that's why I got my indoor fill at the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Because uh, yeah, I, I I struggled to get my eye on uh, uh, too much of the pro league. Well, particularly when I was out and about. Now you want to say something else about the pro league, but before you do, let's get to our latest inductee to the TRS World Eleven. <laughs> You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and it's TRS World Eleven time once again. And uh, we're rather pleased to welcome our very first Welsh member to the TRS World Eleven. And our latest inductee is Hayley Richards, joining us down the line from South Wales. Hayley, thanks for coming on the show. Hi, everyone. It's nice to be here. I'm really pleased that I could uh, be here to talk to you all today. We're pleased that you've joined us as well, Hayley. Now, uh, we always like to start off with the nickname, and on your initial application, it, it is the Hillmanator. How do you get that? Uh, my surname originally, before I got married, was Hillman, and I tend to uh, run through players <laughs> rather than around them. <laughs> oh, perfect for the TRS World Eleven. Now, yeah, I don't really have the effort to run around players. It's takes too much time. Just going straight is easier. <laughs> so uh, you, you you put down in the squad as a striker, a central striker, I take it then? Yes, yes. That's where I like to play. Centre forward for us in uh, our club here back home. Well, tell us about your club. So I currently play for the Mighty Hoardians, a ladies hockey club. Um, we've got three teams. Um, our first team are in Prem 1 in South Wales. Our second team, Prem 2, and our third in Division 3. Um, and at the moment, our ones are fighting for a spot to be able to go to, hopefully, a National League, which would be amazing. Fantastic. Now, uh, uh, you, are you playing in the one side there, Hayley? I have previously, but at the moment I'm playing with the Mighty Twos. And how's your season? Are you get some goals? Yeah, yeah, again, a good few goals, um, quite a few from short corners and um, some lovely ones from open play. Um, but yeah, I mainly tend to be the brute on the pitch and uh, I just get given the ball in the 25 <laughs> and told to go forward. <laughs> so, Hayley, where do you draw your players from? 
Um, all over, to be honest with you. Um, but this is actually the first season uh, recently that we've brought in a new development team, which uh, one of my uh, friends, Jane, is running. Um, so we're bringing in some children from the local schools, so trying to get them out of school hockey into club hockey. Excellent. And are the, uh, I guess are the, are, are the opportunities for doing that generally limited in the area, or is this something new that you're, you're taking on? No, to be honest with you, South Wales has got a massive um, outlet of hockey teams with youth teams and things like that. Um, previously, Hoardians have had people just come to us because they're such a strong and good club. People want to play for us, whereas um, where other teams are getting stronger around us and stuff now, there's more competition, so we've had to look at other ways to bring more players in. What's the history of how old? I won't be able to say Howardians. I wouldn't say it with your Howardians. lovely little Howardians. What's what's the history of the club? How long have you been going? Where are you based? Do you have your own turf? What's the setup? Yeah, so um, we not long ago actually, either last year or the year before. I'm terrible. I organised it as well. We had our thirtieth year anniversary. <laughs> Everything merges into one when you organise things. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, yeah, they had a massive massive thirtieth birthday. Um, they've been going for thirty years. Um, and then, like, like I said, with um, with that, then the the person who organised it and brought the club together was originally Baz, who is still actually a massive part of our hockey club. She's not chairperson person anymore, but she might as well be because we all still ask her everything. But uh, yeah, like I said, 30 years we've been going. Um, currently, we've won the league several times previously doing really well like I said very competitive teams um, we also run a really good indoor team which um, I know in previous years they've represented in the European several times um, again that's trying to pick that up again and get indoor back out there um, but yeah like I said our club is based in Cardiff then um, and we've got our pitch at the USW which is the Trafalgar, and that's our home pitch and our main one and they've been here in that pitch since your daughter, I believe. Do you have uh, club facilities there, Hayley, or is there a pub around the corner that uh, gets your money? So there's there's not there's not a, pub, a club facility as such there. It's, it's in a university, um, but there is a pub opposite, which sometimes we go to, or there's one just down the road, the Teen Ant, and uh, we tend to go there for like our committee meetings and things like that. And we've just got some uh, partnership approach with another um, local cafe that's around the corner for teas and coffees and things like that um, and that is Cathedral 73 then and do they put on a good tea for you? yeah lovely really <laughs> good afternoon tea as well really good afternoon teas there that's always, always important now uh, Hayley yeah. one of the uh, things that attracted us to your application for the TRS World 11 was uh, the embarrassing moments now you've, you've listed um, too many to say uh, but running on to start a game tripping over my own stick and breaking a finger Turning up to a game with no pants to put, on my, uh, to put on under my skirt and being so hungover I was sick every ten minutes but scored three goals. I could go on and on. Yes. You sound like an absolutely perfect candidate and that's why you're in the squad. <laughs> and, and, any others for us or do you want to elaborate on any of those stories? Uh, I could I could give you several more but that, I think that's quite a common approach to me. I tend to turn up to games quite hungover. Now I'm a mum, I tend to be a bit calmer. I thought you were going to say even more hungover. (laughs) No, literally, every club I've ever played for, I've always had a row off the captain or the coach for not being professional, for not turning up on time, for forgetting my underwear, for messing around (laughs) when we're supposed to be doing things we should be, not listening. Yeah, but 
they all love me so much they won't actually get rid of me and to be fair I do get them the goals when they <laughs> <need> them. <laughs> where, where, where did the hockey journey start for you Hayley when did you first pick up a stick um incomprehensive um so I was 11 when I first started to play hockey um obviously 31 now so 20 years in and still loving it excellent Hayley do you think uh, perhaps your your workforce skills are one of the reasons that your teammates keep you around do you find yourself tending to their injuries at all um no I tend to make fun of them if they get injured if I'm <laughs> honest um it's only when I get a serious look that I know I have to be um be serious one of my best friends Fido recently she um, tore a ligament in her ankle um, and I ran over, pointed and laughed and kicked her a few times on the floor <laughs> until Same ankle. she actually looked at me. <laughs> yeah, until she actually looked at me and was like, no, this actually hurts. And then I was serious then and helped her out. <laughs> well, talk about helping out. You also help out the Welsh Masters. Do, do you want to tell us a bit about the role there? Yeah, Welsh Masters um, is something really that's only become popular, I'd say, in the last three to five years over here. Um, so I just help out as a general busybody. I was helping manage the 40s previously, but now I just turn up on, on training days and trials with any of the teams because we've got we've just started an over 35s this year. We've got an over 40s, 45s, 50s, 55s, and also an over 60s now. Oh, excellent. So that's the, the promotion over here is brilliant. So I tend to be the tea lady, the umpire, um, the goalkeeper assistant just smashing balls at them um, just whatever they really need to be honest with you but the reason I do it is because I love the atmosphere and I love being with the girls and the experience and the wealth of knowledge that they provide to us is outstanding Well, that, That's growth at the international level for Welsh Masters is there a healthy local competition that, you know, do, is there regular Masters games happening across South Wales? Yeah, like I said, um, I'd say the last two to three years has got really competitive. Um, we're getting people from all over Wales now coming in. We even get people who've moved from Wales because we're the best country. They've gone to England, but they've come back to play for the Welsh Masters purely because we have more fun. But on a serious note, the level and the standard of players at the moment is outstanding. I, I feel sorry for the coaches who have to make the selections. I feel sorry for the English. <laughs> Mm, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> After all these years, it still burns, doesn't it? <laughs> tell us you about. Can't help it. <laughs> tell us about some of the people. Who are the legends down there at your club? I'm not going to make the same mistake Matt did by trying to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Howardians. My first shout has got to. Yeah, that's the one. It's got to be Baz. Baz has been there, like I said, since day dot. She's the one who started the club. She's created it. And she's still powering on and doing everything she can for it now. She's just, without her, I don't think this club would still be going or doing as well as they are. She is the life, the soul, everything of Howard's. Well, hats, and then, hats off to Baz. Go on, who else? Yeah, Baz is the best. Then we've got our second legend who is absolutely flying. She's still playing for our ones. She's, if I can be half as good as her at her age, I'd be chuffed. I'd be half as good as her at my age now. And the way she's <laughs> playing, and that is the mighty Flecky. She's the one who does all our social media, all our promoting. She's amazing, absolute legend. And Flecky's getting on a bit, is she? Um, she's young at heart. She's young at heart. But she is playing in the uh, older Masters team, should we say. 
<laughs> you can you can say that because I'm playing in an older Masters team, so that's a high And Flecky is a legend because she's very good at getting online and supporting us on social media, yeah. on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter, all at the Reverse Stick. Um, where can old Hawardians be followed on social media? So we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on everything you can think of again, and that's down to Flecky who does all of that for us. Any any social media you can think of, we're on there. Um, and I believe she's promoted like yourselves previously before mm. when I got put into the team. Yeah, great stuff. Um, do you want to dob anybody in for anything? Anybody you want to embarrass? Oh... There's a couple I'd love to embarrass, but a couple of other shout-outs I'd like to give, though, if that's okay. Oh, went to went to my ultimate best friend, who I couldn't ask to do more for me, and that's Katie Butler. She's a convert as well, because she's actually Scottish, but chose to play for the Dragons for Wales. Oh, wicked. So, oh, and then it's also Annie... <laughs> <laughs> We've also got An- the mighty Annie P, who, when uh, she plays on the pitch, gets the red mist all the time, <laughs> but... Uh, and we think there's superpowers in her super long hair as well. <laughs> the red mist. Yeah. Universal, the red mist, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. But off the pitch, you couldn't ask to meet a nicer person. Off and away. <laughs> yeah, on the pitch, though, yeah, you, you're better to have her on your team than against you. <laughs> Sensational. That and sounds then, like someone then, I know, Hayley, actually. <laughs> <laughs> And then the last person I have to mention on here, I don't know if you're aware of this TV programme over here, but it's called Ab Fab, and yep. on there there's two ladies called Patsy and Eddie, yeah. and me and Fido are known as Patsy and Eddie in our club. We can't go anywhere without misbehaving, doing something <laughs> wrong, or just generally being idiots and getting drunk and messing around and, and bringing the banter out in everyone. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> who's Patsy and who's Eddie? I'm the blonde, so I'm Patsy. She's the dark hair, so she's Eddie. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Patsy looks like she has a bit more fun, too. She doesn't seem to care as much. <laughs> yeah, and I would say, yeah, definitely Fido's slightly more sensible than me. However, <laughs> our husbands are not keen when we get together and go out. They always tell us to book a room and stay away for the night. So does uh, Hubby play? No, 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 no. He's um, not a hockey player at all. Um, he's a footballer, but um, I met him through playing hockey with his two sisters. Oh, that's good enough. Well, so. he, he can get to about 35, maybe 40, and then his knees will be buggered yeah. for playing soccer, and he can c- come and start playing some hockey. Uh, he thinks hockey's easy, so we don't talk Ooh. about sport together in this house. <laughs> oh, you can come and play in our team. We'll show him how easy it is. <laughs> so, hoping for a good finish to the season then, Hayley? Yeah, um, I'm hoping we're going to finish strong. We've had a cu- couple of stumbling blocks with the twos this year where we've maybe... <laughs> we were winning games and I think we thought it in the bag and... You know, been a bit complacent and lost them, but the fire's still there, still strong. We all got the want, and I think we'll come out now after Christmas fighting, and we're going to do really well. And um, I hope the ones obviously will get back on track. And like I said, they're fighting for a top place uh, for national league there. Haley, have you been affected by the weather at all, or, or is it only pitches in England that freeze? <laughs> uh, Wales is colder than England. Um, yeah, we've had we haven't been too bad um, up until this week actually. Um, we've only had one game cancelled due to weather, but this week I'm not even sure if they're going to go ahead because um, yeah, we're in the minuses at the moment already. Oh, good luck for that. How do you feel about playing in July? 
July. We don't play in July over well, here. Well, so I'm on my high horse about this, Haley. I, I think you should move your season so you don't have to play on frozen pitches. Well, we do play summer league. Um, so we do do a league through the summer that we play in. But, again, I think you can complain either way. You're too cold in the winter, you're too hot in the summer. <laughs> True. Now, just before we let you go, Hayley, yeah, we've always got to ask this question. As a centre forward, strike forward. Yeah, absolutely. Bring back the bully, yes or no? She's going to say no, aren't you, Hayley? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you remember the bully? Yeah. yeah, we have them now and again, but I just think it's a bit of a pointless task. I just think give the ball to me all the time <laughs> don't give it to the opposition fair enough well we've got to share all these points with you don't we Matt well yeah if she wants to sit on the bench we do yeah. <laughs> well at least not the, not oh, the starter <laughs> don't let, let's not go there the faces that I get told off for um, <laughs> I get yeah I kind of roll my eyes out loud quite a lot <laughs> Hayley, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today and uh, good luck to old Hawardians Hockey Club, Ladies Hockey Club, for the rest of the season. We'll be keeping a keen eye out on social media and, uh, yeah, thanks so much for being part of the TRS World Eleven. No, thank you for having me. It's been a, a privilege. Thank you very much. And that was Hayley Richards, the Hillmanator from Howardian Ladies Hockey Club in Cardiff in Wales, our very first Welsh inductee into the TRS World Eleven. Uh, as the coach of the TRS World Eleven, uh-huh. uh, Matt, I must I must say we, we're going to have some structural difficulties. We've got a lot of people that play either in goals or right at the back, or love being right up the front. <laughs> we're, we're, We've got oh, be, no, we've got we've got, we've got midfielders. No, five, no, well, five or six of them are happy to be a bench warmer, goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, um, or a striker. Well, so that was a point adapt- of versatility adaptable. for the team, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, in fact, yeah. Uh, apart from Cobra, um, Xavier Peons, uh, I think Haley was one of the only other out-and-out strikers in the side. Well, she's got goals on her side, hasn't she? Well, so, so she says. I mean, we haven't seen the evidence. <laughs> she talks a good game. Well, I, tr- I trust that she was playing with a hangover, so I trust she got the three goals as well. Yeah, well, maybe she just thought she did. <laughs> she could have, yeah. Oh, might have been her letting in three goals. No, fantastic. Great great to have Hayley on board yeah. with the TRS World Eleven. Excellent. More to come in the following weeks. Yeah, another three or four to, to do, and that's that's the squad. And I've got another lotto ticket in again this Saturday night, we so you never be, know. Yeah, we could be going somewhere with the team. Could be going somewhere. Now, let's get back to what uh, we were talking about uh, before we had... Uh, our TRS inductee inducted and that was the Pro League Matt and you have something to say but more specifically about the coverage here in Australia I was disappointed I was out on Friday night Uh, I couldn't be in front of a screen somewhere at home to watch that Spain GB game Uh, and uh, I was in the pub lo and behold at the time of uh, pushback centre pass be nice if it was a bully, wouldn't it? Um, and uh, I went, oh, brilliant. The game's about to start. I spoke to the girl behind the bar. The cricket had just finished on the two uh, big screens in this uh, in the pub. And I said, uh, is there any chance I can get the hockey on? I said, it'd be 5.03 on Fox Sports. So she faffed around for about four, five minutes. It was, it was endless. Uh, it was a broken remote control. Anyway, she managed to work out a way to scroll through. It gets onto the uh, 5.03. There's an interview with Brian Lara, the cricketer from about eight years ago or something like that, playing at the time. Um, 
And I said, oh, can you just pop it through the other Fox channels on there? Uh, it was a, uh, a footy game from 1970 or something like that. Anyway, there wasn't any hockey on. That was quite clear. Um, and there was a captive audience there within a pub that that fantastic 6-5 game could have been showcased to 40 or 50 people that would have loved to have seen it on the screen and would have got engaged with it, but they couldn't because it wasn't available on Fox Sports. And Fox Sports, John, are the broadcast partner of the FIH in Australia. Are they? This is where we get to view Pro League games is via Fox Sports or kosports.com.au. What's or? Well, KO Sports is a, a, a secondary uh, subscription-only streaming service. Uh, owned by? Pro- owned by Fox and run, and run by Fox. Uh-huh. Now, if you have a Fox Sports, uh, sorry, a, a general Fox account at home, which you might include a, a sports package within there, that doesn't give you automatic access to this secondary sports-only streaming service, KO Sports, which, by the way, I think is a fantastic idea. Um, I've got nothing against the the idea of KO Sports and their pricing is pretty good and um, if if you just want to watch sport um, through your Fox subscription then ditch your Fox subscription and just get KO Sports because it make, seems to make a lot more more sense uh, all the Pro League games are available on this Fox all of them on live. the KO Sports all of them live whatever game now on Fox Sports itself the only games you can view are the Australian games and maybe you might see other games somewhere in the shed I'm talking about live now, uh, the the word live to you, John, means what? Oh, well, I know the answer to that. Well, it means now, doesn't it? As it's happening, I want to I see it. Now, uh, from what we understand uh, contractually, the word live with the deal with uh, Fox Sports means... Any time within the last uh, 24 hours. Within a 24-hour period. So, um, live but not... Sorry, a full replay but not live. So it's recorded if, live. So they're if, alive when we recorded it. When when this was announced, the deal, the the new deal between the FIH and uh, and Fox Sports for for uh, stuff down here, um, Ko Sports wasn't around, and the way that you were going to see all of your hockey was through Fox Sports. Now we we know that's been pro- problematic in the past, John, and the only way to potentially get games shown sometimes is to complain, um, and so if you you thought right Fox is the, is the home of hockey as we're told then you go and get your 12 month Fox subscription don't you well I think you do when you're not told that there's actually an alternative and that you won't be getting all of the games on Fox at all you'll have to subscribe to this alternative feed that we own but I don't know if I'm being pedantic with it but I, no, just, I don't think you are it's, um, well, they it's never, what, they what's been sold say a word they didn't say a word about this arrangement until things are underway and suddenly, oh, you can get it on KO. Well, hang on a sec, I've got a Fox subscription because you specifically said Fox was going to be the home of hockey and broadcasting hockey. But if you read very carefully their statements, they don't say that at all. They say Australian Games Live, which now we now know means could be anywhere in that 24-hour period. So, yeah, maybe not even live. Well, I was a bit incensed. I sent uh, a message to FIH Media uh, the response I got was, in Australia, the games are also available on KO Sport, operated by Fox Sport. For your information, FIH.live is showing up blocked in Australia, but there is information on this block page that states KO Sports is a destination to watch the match. Because I was a bit peeved, and I went, can we take the GR block off, please? Because it's not available on Fox Sports. <laughs> Just, uh, it was on KO, apparently. 
Well, no, no, yeah, no. It is on KO. Yeah, yeah, all all games, all games streamed live. Okay. But what's broadcast? Isn't isn't FIH live going to be competing with KO Sports um, at some point? Did did, did they sign up oh, the no, deal? Did, did, did the FIH sign up the deal for Fox to no, do no, whatever no, they no. want to do with it? Well, it seems to be a bit of a shit deal. Well, it's it's shit deal for a hockey person that's gone out and bought a Foxtel subscription on the back of it, or someone that already ho- owned a Foxtel subscription. And went, oh, great, they're, they're going to be showing it all on Fox. Yeah. That's wonderful. Oh, what do you mean I've got to fork out another 25 bucks to watch that when I've already paid a subscription to your company as it stands? Oh, it's just, that's it. It's a spin-off arm. They'll have, however they work it out on paper about ownership, the fact of the matter is that it's Fox Sport at the end of the day and they own it all and they're spinning it off and trying to make a little bit more money off on the side and this is probably an easy target for them and don't forget as far as Fox Sports concerned there's not a lot of hockey watchers in this country that's part of the problems they continue to get away with what they do is because there's not a lot of followers and a lot a lot of people kick up a stink and we've been told repeatedly that the only way to get them to listen is complain and when they get to a certain level of complaints, yeah. they'll do something about it. Yeah. You know, that's a business model. Yeah, hell of a business Good. model, isn't it? It's fabulous, and um, one day they'll complain about us, and we could ignore that too. Anyway, that was my, that's my little grumpy piece on it. I'd, I would have loved to have been able to put that fantastic game up on the big screen in front of a load of non-hockey people. We talk about it all the time. We've got to engage the general sports fan. But if they can't see it, how can we engage... <laughs> You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And uh, time to mention Rob Abbott again, because we don't mention Rob Abbott on this podcast, well, do we? Well, rarely gets mentioned. I mean, we did, we did mention Rob, Rob Abbott earlier on with regard to uh, his presence at the Irish Senior yes. Indoor Finals. And Rob did a great job in the commentary box and uh, on the court for Railway Union as well, I believe. Yeah, he did. That, that did, Rob Abbott. Rob Abbott. Rob Abbott. Rob Abbott. Well, Rob's let me on the high horse tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah? He's uh, put the saddle on it for me and, and, and let me take off with this one after he posted a frozen pitch and a game being called off. There's a few of them around the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. Yeah, a bit of bad weather causing problems with the outdoor season. Got an idea, Matt. How's this for an idea? Go for it. Move your season out of winter. you know what that is? Uh, horse counting? No. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> it is horsey, though. It's getting flogged, though. <laughs> I just thought I'd get on that and high horse and let, it, and let it ride off. Um, yeah, makes sense. Come on, folks, get with the program. Makes sense. That's right. And then you play the Pro League in the other six months of the year, and it, and it can follow the sun or the clouds. Oh, well, actually, Pro League's, going, would, Pro League's going to Melbourne, John. Pro League's going to Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Huh? We're taking the Mickey out of the weather uh, over in uh, New Zealand, but uh, Ma- Ma- yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne could be very good. Not here in Perth, though, John. Coming up, we'll, we'll have uh, uh, the Australian men's and women's teams taking on the GB teams at the Perth Hockey Stadium. We're very excited about that. And you don't know Ooh. this. I got an email earlier on just telling us that. Uh, uh, we've been uh, we're going to be okay for accreditation, so we're going to be able to get in and do a few interviews and uh, to maybe talk to some of the crowd and and uh, bring some good content for the podcast and uh, maybe a bit of insight into what's going on in the pro league here in Australia. 
More weather with Matt later up in the program. Um, <laughs> 31 but, today is know, beautiful. Doesn't it make sense? You, you give the, um, the indoor season a bit more time to breathe. And, um, I, so, some, some great we'll be crap. wasting facilities. We, we see lots of examples of uh, uh, there being a real passion around indoor hockey. Yeah. Good crowds, it's in close, it's exciting. Uh, you know, I'd still like to be able to see a few 3D skills on the court, but obviously that's not really the indoor hockey way. Uh, but uh, it's it's a great spectacle. Uh, yeah, it's great. They should keep going with it, and you know they should that's, keep going with they it. Should. We should. Well, the, you know what happens. I should. What happens about? Hockey fires, we've got that's still not shelf, mate. No one's that's hovering away. Well, hockey in the India League is still set to be hockey fives, from what I understand. No, I understand that the owners have said no, we're oh. playing 11 aside, we don't want to play fives. Well, I don't understand much. We'll find that. out more from the Push Pass Pundits next episode coming up sometime very shortly. So that'll be out. Um, what else have we got, Matt? Just quietly, um, you've uh, frozen wa- pictures. Walking hockey, second birthday, yeah, well couple of, uh, last night, not for well done, Alan Gormley and the team there. Brilliant. Um, it's, uh, it's really getting some legs, that program, isn't it, John? Oh, they've done very um, well. And, uh, there's, uh, yeah, lots of exciting developments there, and hopefully for us here in Western Australia, that's all Walking hockey's got well. some legs, that was very good. Oh, jeez, slow <laughs> on the uptake in the, just on the, uh, well, whilst we're on Australia talking about down here, there, there's been some price reductions for teams, uh, for, uh, for punters that have bought tickets for the Pakistan Kookaburras yeah. game, the double header that was happening, so yeah. they'll just get to see one game, so you get 30% the, off your um, ticket or something like that. The boys are still going to be down there though, and they're going to have a bit of an exhibition match think, yeah, in uh, fi- 2.15 minutes. 2.15 minutes and, and some, some crowd engagement stuff. Interaction, so some fan interaction. Signing yeah. autographs and having a sausage sizzle. Fantastic, yes, if you can get down there. and uh, yeah, Fantastic hockey coming up. Crack one of them across the ankles. <laughs> no. The no. little kids down there, you know, I'm not talking about us. No, no, I know you are, but no, we're not, we're not going to injure players, uh, John. This is the, uh, this is the prestigious, the, the blue ribboned event for, for well, hockey. Well, you won't be able to let any three year olds go near them, will you? Because the first thing they'll do is crack them across the ankles with a hockey stick. You know that. How, how, what was the first thing your daughters did when they got a hockey stick in their hand? Um, uh, bit of dribbling. Uh, no, they didn't. They what? whacked you with it. Hey? They whacked you with it. Yeah, they still do. <laughs> um, Moving on. Uh, I, I, encu- I encourage that, though. <laughs> oh, I haven't moaned about my shoulder yet. Good, don't. Cleaned up. Talk about cleaned money up. instead. It doesn't quite... I've taken some, um, some good painkillers, but it's... Um, it doesn't... Uh, it could be a break. It's could be still a got two stubbies of painkillers left. Now, come on, let's get to the Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, we now are proud Patreon page owners hoping for your patronage. Come and be a patron of the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and all of our endeavours and everything we're trying to do. Uh, we've been told by our good ladies that we've got to stop raiding the piggy bank and we've got to start contributing ourselves to the expenses of running a podcast and a potential future podcast empire. Uh, so we are handing out the begging bowl, passing around the hat, opening the busker's guitar case on the floor and saying please come and help us out and you won't be sorry it means we don't run ads and it remains to be a free thing but on top if you join uh, Patreon campaign and become a patron there's a couple of different tiers in there John Mm -hmm. um, 
give what you can you can sign up guys and if you just want to buy us a beer and do the five dollar level of uh, patronage uh, that's fine and and then turn it off a month later we would love the support uh, but if you want to get a bit more involved and have some voice um, apparently there's going to be a, an umpiring section coming up every week soon because Keely Dunn big shout out to Keely has become a patron uh, so uh, yeah, we've, we've got, we've got no choice we've got no choice uh, the three tiers at the moment it's a $5 a $10 and a $20 and the $20 and the $10 get you some exclusive TRS extra audio <laughs> the first one's going to go out tonight to our patrons that are there shout out to so our other glad you did that shout out to our other patrons who've jumped on board so far Mr. John Dival Mr. Martin Lee Tansy thank you Mr. Rob Barrand Baggy thank you and who else somebody else in there oh the goat man John O'Shea fantastic thank you so much for your support guys and uh, yeah if you want to help out and uh, keep the podcast going and uh, help us out with our aspiration to future projects of bringing all things hockey into your earlugs get onto our patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick page uh, over and out great stuff well that's about it it for us this week. Uh, plenty of Pro League action happening this weekend. Uh, not much happening apart from the Pro League, but oh. the Euros kick off the weekend after. I've heard a rumour. Oh, have you? Mm. What? It's about Frankenines. Oh! I believe a statement may be made shortly, and by the time you listen to this, there may be no more Frankenines. Get up, it doesn't hurt that much. That's not what uh, Jade was saying playing for the Hockey for Heroes against Exeter Uni. Those young boys, they gave him a whipping. Patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick.